Welcome to Your Journey to Greatness Through Routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes, and I'm author of the book, and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine, because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue this series on shifting brain chemistry. And yesterday we were talking about gut and brain health and the facts that you need to know. There's so much complexity to the system and to what causes a proper chemistry level of balance between brain and gut, but also just in the process of shifting brain chemistry so that you can feel better. You can have more energy. You can have more clarity of mind. You get out of that funk that we tend to get into. And it really doesn't even matter what season we're in, although we have talked a lot about seasonal and climate differences that can affect our brain chemistry. So uh, if you're just joining, I would encourage you to go back and listen. But I want to jump back into this list that we're on and preface it, as I always do, with the fact that I'm not your doctor. Don't pretend to be. Uh, But this is important stuff that you may want to know and maybe discuss with your doctor. Uh, to find out if there may be some deeper issues that you're dealing with um, that could be affecting you, okay? And I mentioned yesterday, too, that um, my husband and I, three years ago, did a gut cleanse, and it was an amazing experience that was a game-changer for us in our overall health, well-being, state of mind, energy level. He lost 40 pounds. I lost almost 20 pounds. Um, definitely recommend that if you've never done that before. It can it affects your entire system. It's not just about your stomach, but about your whole body function and your gut and your brain work together. So let's continue on this list. We had, we were talking yesterday about tea and the powerful effects of tea when I ended the the podcast yesterday. Um, and uh, and but I want to keep talking about beverages and how it affects your serotonin, but also how it affects you. Um, your favorite beverages could be sabotaging your efforts and actually decreasing your serotonin levels. Uh, Most people will drink alcohol, and I know that's probably a sore subject for some of you, uh, to feel happy and relax. But in fact, it does decrease serotonin. Now, there's no way around that. Okay, you can deny it. You can say, no, I know how to handle it. But your body is just a machine, and we're all built pretty much the same way. Yes, yes, we have a lot of different complexities, a lot of different variables about our system, you know, our genetics, our, our, our climate. Our, and I know the list just goes on and on. It's huge. And it is true. We all manage things differently. But the fact of the matter is alcohol does decrease serotonin. Okay. So diet soda sweetened with aspartame, again, that deadly toxin sweetener is another culprit. The artificial sweetener reduces serotonin levels by inhibiting the brain's uptake and conversation of tryptophan, okay? And we talked about tryptophan earlier on in the series. If you missed it, go back and listen. But this is some really critical stuff, and a lot of people don't address it. They look at a can, a label, and they say, oh, look, diet, whatever, okay? And they say, oh, that must be good for you. No, you've got to do the research. You've got to understand... First, read the labels, you know, get to be a label reader, all right? Look what's in the food. There are a lot of things in our foods and drinks here in the West where I am, okay, that aren't even 
permitted in other countries or areas of, on the globe. They're literally banned for the reason of the damage that it does to your health, your mindset, your well-being. You know, it, it even leads to uh, societal disorders in terms of how it affects your mind. And, you know, these are things that you have to do the research on. I can't do it for you, uh, but I am bringing up some things that you may want to consider looking into. So, okay, so back to serotonin. To increase serotonin levels with your diet, here's an approach you can consider, all right? Strategically eat carbohydrates alone without any protein source some of the time. Then incorporate serotonin-boosting foods like turmeric, cold water fatty fish, which we've talked about, and fermented foods into your diet. That was in the series yesterday, the, the episode yesterday. Drink tea, which increases serotonin, and minimize diet drinks and alcohol, which decrease serotonin. You should be able to see a difference just from that alone. Again, I'm not your doctor, but this is a good suggestion for you. All right, well, while we're on the subject of food and nutrition, I think it's important that we also address endorphins, okay? Now, remember, endorphins I've often referred to are what are released when we exercise or get physical movement, okay? And that is very true. It triggers your pituitary gland, which floods your body with endorphins. And remember that endorphins are 200 times more powerful than morphine. All right, so this is another big, big, big help in terms of changing your mood, helping you to rise above the, the funk that you might be in. It's a game changer. It's plain and simple, a huge game changer, okay? Um, it, it, uh, most people are familiar with the, the runner's high that we've all heard of, which creates like a euphoria and increased pain tolerance. Um, and then that is true because of the kind of, of chemical or drug or whatever you want to refer to it as uh, that endorphins is. Fortunately, some of the best things in life, like love, laughter, sunshine, and chocolate, are also uh, contributors to increasing endorphins. So here's some research that was done on endorphins. Um, and, and first of all, I want to say that endorphins are your body's natural painkillers. They are the brain chemicals that act as your body's natural painkillers. The word endorphin derives from two words, endogenous, which means from within, and morphine. <laughs> Imagine that, the main alkaloid of opium. That's where the word endorphins comes from. So now endorphins comp comprise of a group of feel-good neurotransmitters that reduce pain, lessen the negative effects of stress, and keep the immune system running smoothly. Now you see why it's so important, okay? I exercise not necessarily because I like exercise, but because I love what endorphins does for me. Well, we have a lot more to say on this. We will have to postpone that till tomorrow as we are out of time. It's Michelle Steffes. Reframe and rewire greatness through daily routine. Thank you for joining.